the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. All right, back with you. It is 25 minutes till 4 o'clock. And uh, someone asked me today, you know, we went over to the uh, State Fair, and I saw a lot of my old buddies from over my KARN days and stuff that were there, and uh, Koki and, of course, uh, Power and whatnot. I saw Trey Day today and Mark Dillon, and I was sitting and talking to them, and uh, I, I was talking to one uh, person there, and they said, Dave, you've been in, you've been in uh, radio now for 50 years. When are, when are you going to retire? And I looked at him with a straight face, and I said, when there's nothing to talk about. And it's like now. I mean, I got, I got up this morning. I took my shower. I'm getting ready to come in. I'm going, man, what am I going to talk about today? There's nothing happening. There is absolutely nothing happening. What am I, what am I going to talk about? And so I got a hold of Stephen Smith, who is the spokesman for Congressman French Hill. And I said, Stephen, what are we going to talk about today? And they said, David, you know that word impeachment? I said, yeah. He said, you know that word Syria? I said, yeah. He said, you think we should talk about that? And I said, yeah. How are you doing, Congressman? Dave, I'm doing great. And, you know, I, there's just you're you're right. There's just nothing to talk about. There's nothing so, happening. But I cannot tell you we have we we just have been whirled up like I've never seen it in the last uh, two weeks since Pelosi has taken the step she has, and it's just a dueling letters, dueling tweets, and people are forgetting about the big picture here. Which yes, they is, are. What are what are we doing? Why and why are we doing it? It's like it's like Pelosi's having her own Admiral Stockdale moment. <laughs> Who am I and why am I here? <laughs> That's good. That's good. I like that. What did you think? I I got to tell you yesterday, here's what I think the president did with that letter that he sent to Pelosi. He took all of his chips and he pushed them to the middle of the table and he said, I'm all in. How about you? Yeah, I think what he's done, and I, I thought it was helpful, is don't forget we have an audience here, which are the American people. Yes. And they've been for three years now. Uh, we've listened extensively that President Trump colluded with Russians to manipulate the 2016 election. We spent $25 million. We had hundreds of people working to investigate it. And we found that that was not true. Uh, we also found that he didn't obstruct justice about that. And that disappointed Adam Schiff and his uh, gang up there on the Intel Committee and Judiciary Committee. So they've just cooked up the next moral outrage that they have. Again, I understand their disagreement with President Trump. They don't like his style. They don't like some of the policy positions he's taken. But this fit they're having, uh, to me, uh, you know, it's and, and calling it an impeachment inquiry. It's it's I don't know. It's embarrassing. Have you, I'm, I've heard of an impeachment 
I've never heard of a pre-impeachment. Have you? No. And look, this gets right to the heart, and that's why the Admiral Stockdale moment. I mean, Ms. Yeah. Pelosi, to her credit, reined in a lot of this rhetoric while at the same time as the lead Democrat uh, on Capitol Hill, you know, initiated her oversight of the Trump administration. She's perfectly within her power to do that. She has the votes to do it. Mm-hmm. She has the staff to do it. And But she kept this uh, rhetoric, hot political rhetoric, that President Trump needs to be impeached. Uh, she kept that off the front pages. And now she's caved to something that is just literally political rhetoric with no basis for it. And... That's why Kevin McCarthy, I think, to his credit and the president, to his credit, simply says, look, have a vote of the House of Representatives and see where people are to initiate an inquiry. That was done in the case of Richard Nixon. It was done in the case of Bill Clinton. And that's the way it's supposed to be done. They're saying, no, if you, you the, the, the Constitution doesn't speak uh, that specifically. I say that the way it's looking right now, we're going to have to first go to the Supreme Court of the United States to find out if what they're doing is legal or not. Well, that's a good point. But I think this speaks to your point. President uh, Trump outlined all the legal concerns he has with this process based on those precedents. And Mrs. Pelosi had her members hung out on the weekend talk shows Mm -hmm. saying there's no precedent for this. And that, of course, was just wrong it's fabricated that's not true we we have a strict precedent about getting a vote and they've not been successful uh when they've taken these votes we have a resolution on impeachment meaning we believe that donald trump is unfit for office he should be impeached that's been pro-offered by al green a democrat from houston texas I think three times, and it's been defeated all three times, including Mrs. Pelosi and Steny Hoyer not voting for it. Um, So why she has then jumped the gun and operated this way, I don't I really don't think the Republicans understand anything except raw, blatant presidential politics. No, that's what they're playing. I mean, exactly what they're they're playing right now there. And, you know, the whole thing about. What the president is saying, and, and I think what the, the minority uh, party says in the House is this, have a vote on it. Now, they haven't had a vote because it's one thing to say, I will vote for it. It's another thing to push the button saying that, yes, we need to is open impeachment on this president. Because I, I played Slotnick and, and several other uh, Democrat uh, people that are in purple districts and they started talking about uh, the thing about impeachment, and they were getting booed off the stage. They've got to see this as, uh, you know, dangerous to their reelection campaigns. Yeah, I mean, there's 31 Democrats in that case. Uh, and, you know, if it was pressing for oversight, if the Foreign Affairs Committee wants to uh, investigate the back and forth uh, in regard to Ukraine, they're fully in their right to do that. But yeah. that's not what people are proposing. They're proposing that a phone call with a foreign leader uh, is an impeachable offense. And that's just the cart before the horse. And that's being generous. I mean, that's just me being generous when you know what the political action is. When Al Green, the gentleman I referenced from Houston, 
He's been all over the news cycle this weekend saying, I'm concerned if we don't impeach him, he'll get reelected. That's exactly right. What kind of rational, deliberative member of the House of Representatives would say that? Is that someone, you know, is that a fair process? So no wonder the president is acting uh, defensive. Uh, No wonder. I mean, I think it's perfectly obvious. And Mrs. Pelosi herself said we have to strike while the iron is hot. Mm -hmm. So while everybody's been in their districts working uh, with their constituents for two weeks, she's been trying to drum up this one-sided PR campaign uh, up in the district. Yeah, and I think that a lot of those uh, uh, Democrats are coming back from their districts and saying, whoa, 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 whoa here for a second. Let's, uh, let's put the bit in the horse's mouth a little bit. Maybe we're getting a, a little bit in front of where we should be. And I don't buy these polls that I'm saying are saying that uh, Americans are all for uh, Im- impeaching uh, the president. Although I will say this, with all the coverage, one-sided coverage you're getting from the media, it would be no uh, no surprise that a, a, a large ma- uh, majority of people might say impeachment is necessary. Well, you get wall-to-wall for two weeks uh, saturation, and I think the— the president has attempted to push back on the facts as it relates to Ukraine. And we did have Ambassador Volker, who's a fine guy. I mean, one of the best who testified before the Intelligence Committee and uh, basically said there was no quid pro quo and that Mm -hmm. it was a very normal conversation. The president released the full transcript and the Intelligence Committee, because they're not operating under house rules repeat not operating under house rules have not left uh, anyone to have the transcript of that even in the minority the the republican members are not allowed to have the transcript of their own hearing so um that's why this strike while the iron is hot is concerned concerning to me that uh even she has caved to the more radical elements in her caucus and are off on a um, process that I think weakens the reputation of the House, hurts her reputation, and doesn't do anything about getting to, quote, the facts or the truth on any of these topics. Last question before I got to take a break, then we come back and talk about Syria, and that's this. You know what worries me, uh, Congressman, is that all of their, they're going to all of these different people now and saying we want these, uh, you know, uh, Papers and we want those papers sounds so much like just nothing more than a fishing expedition to try to find other things they can try to bring against this president. Does it feel that way to you? It does. And that's why and we in the House Financial Services Committee, Maxine Waters, chairman, I sit on that committee. She's attempting to get uh, all the Trump family bank records from Deutsche Bank for that committee. And she has a major effort to do that. But look, let's not lose sight of the big picture here. Uh, The House can do their oversight. That's fine. But to jump the gun on impeachment seems to me to be extraordinarily rash and premature. And I'm so pleased that Lindsey Graham is uh, pushing back in the Senate. And I'm also pleased that President Trump has outlined legally what uh, he believes his rights are under the precedence of the House. And finally, I'll say, look, Bill Barr and the U.S. attorney in Connecticut are doing their level best to get to the facts of what yeah. happened in 2016. 
And I think that's something that we shouldn't forget is going on. I'm asked about it wherever I travel in the district. People want to know. They hear all about Trump, but they, they don't hear about things that have fallen off the uh, sort of news cycle. And they're very curious about what's happening on the dossier that was paid for by the Clinton campaign and what role did senior Obama officials have in trying to have an October surprise for 2016. Absolutely. All right, let's take our break and then we'll come back. Let's talk about Syria. Turkey has rolled into Syria and they said they are not taking any ISIS prisoners. We'll talk about that when we continue here on the Dave Ellswick show. All right. Final segment with our Congressman French Hill from district two. We talked about impeachment And if you're wondering what can the congressman do about it, I think that he probably looks and holds his hands up and says, we just got to keep watching the insanity and see what finally shakes out about all of this. But Well, I I think it'd be great if we had a debate on the House floor on this inquiry motion, but we moved uh, twice in the week before we came home and uh, Mrs. Pelosi tabled that. So we can't even debate this on the House floor. That's uh, in the meantime, we're going to do our due diligence in both the Judiciary and the Intelligence Committee with our members to make sure that uh, it's as fair a process as it can be under Pelosi's uh, rules. Well, keep up the good work, Congressman, on that. We appreciate you. Your thoughts, did, did you get caught a little flat-footed with the president on this whole thing with Syria? Uh, somewhat. You know, Dave, at the end of December, uh, the president, over a weekend announced he was going to pull all of our troops out of eastern Syria because uh, most of ISIS elements had been wiped out. He felt America's job was done there, which was to, in a coalition force, defeat the uh, thugs and murderers from ISIS. And I think that's that was our principal objective. But in northeast Syria, to the east of the Euphrates River, that has been the part uh, that ISIS controlled, but it's part that we had a coalition of both uh, help from allied forces, uh, Iraq, and some elements of the indigenous Kurds that live in Syria. And the Kurds are historic uh, enemies of Turkey. That's because they've had a longstanding 100 years of uh, fighting with a more radical group of Turds that operate in in, uh, eastern Turkey. With all that said, Turkey is a member of NATO, and Turkey's been uh, is an ally of ours. And President Trump wanted to um, engage them in the security along that region. And I don't have a problem with Turkey being in the force and being with NATO supervision or allied supervision in there to have a buffer zone between Syria and uh, Turkey. But I'm fearful that turned over to their own um independent regards they will invade syria and simply uh, murder uh, the kurdish forces there that are not affiliated with their group in turkey um so i'm concerned that this happened uh, but it's really part two of really a debate that we've had since december yeah, I guess the question probably, I know it does in my mind and probably in a lot of other people's minds, and the president uh, kind of addressed it a little bit uh, the other day from uh, a, a press conference uh, that he had. I won't say press conference. He's just sitting there talking and, and answering a few questions. But the bottom line is 
you know, how much can we be involved in in the world? I mean, there, there's got to be an right. end to it somewhere. Right. No, I agree. And I know his premise. I know what he campaigned on. He uh, sent out an email to everybody in Congress today with his thoughts on it. He's tweeted on it again today saying that if the Turks uh, step over the boundaries of what he thinks they've agreed to, that he will forcefully, uh, you know, reengage in trying to uh, deal with that. I don't think that's realistic, I guess, is my view. I have a very uh, sort of cynical and realistic assessment of the destruction of Syria by Assad and Assad's co-conspirators, Russia and Iran. And I, and I don't disagree with the president's view that America can't do this all. But our very modest presence of a few hundred people there, along with our allies in Europe, have been able to maintain that part of Syria – bordering Iraq is fairly stable. That's where the oil is in Syria. That's where the entrepreneurs are in Syria. That's where we cleared the area uh, from Raqqa on, which is where the ISIS headquarters was. And it's by having the U.S. there in a very modest way, special forces way, it gives us leverage to try to have a settlement uh, with Assad in Syria. And by stepping out, I think we lose that leverage, and this has been one of the disasters of the Obama administration uh, that was inherited by President Trump. And I just, I just disagree that this is the way to resolve it. Now, Lindsey Graham today, Senator Graham said that the president may pull back his support for the Kurds, but Congress would not. Any idea what he meant by that? No, I think this is a view that is shared in both houses. And look, don't confuse that. I understand people want out uh, where we need and we can to get out of the wars. And President Trump campaigned on that. But uh, we also have to be realistic about how we disengage and under what circumstances to uh, keep our national interest safe vis-a-vis the Middle East, and and that's the global economy that we sell so much into on a regular basis, and it, so it has to be done in a in a very systematic way, and in each instance is unique. So I don't know what Graham has in mind there. That's something that we'll have to um, see, but I don't think you should conflate trying to get us out of these situations, uh, disengage with. Um, wanting to stay there in perpetuity. That's not the case. The question is, how do we create a force along that border that maintains the freedom and entrepreneurship and opportunity for a third of Syria that's been freed by the Americans and the loss of life of Americans and our allies, the English and uh, the Jordanians and the Iraqis and the Turks to some degree, and certainly the Kurds, where that was a place of hope in Syria, which the rest of it has been systematically destroyed by Assad. He, just in May, I spoke to the president about this. He once again used chlorine gas and dropped you know, barrel bombs on hospitals and schools. In May, has been validated by American intelligence support. And when they did that in the Trump, uh, during the Trump presidency, both in 2017 and 2018, we took strategic action against their air power and air assets that are targeting civilians. 
And I'm just afraid this opens that whole region up to um, not only Turkish malfeasance along the border, but will open it up to uh, a complete cleansing by the Assad and Russian and Iranians. All right. We will watch and see how things unfold there. We will have you back on next Wednesday at 335. It's always a pleasure. Thank you so much, Congressman, for the time today. See you, my friend. All right. Bye-bye now. All right. Congressman French Hill, his thoughts on the impeachment BS that's going on by the Democrats and what's happening in Syria. Hey, how about uh, some tickets to the 33rd annual Friendly Chapel Fritch, uh, Fish Fry? I've got four tickets. Good for you and three other people. $60 value. If you would like them, be the third caller at 8230965. 8230965. This is the 33rd annual Friendly Chapel Fish Fry, Friday, October 18th. From 4.30 to 7.30, you can fill up on some good fish and I think the best hush puppies that are served around here. All happening over at the arena. Again, be the third caller right now, 823-0965. I've got four tickets for you and three of your friends. Enjoy so. See you in a little bit. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.